And welcome back to another episode of Backseat Banter. My name is Jonathan Silver, one of the hosts of the show, and I am joined with a very special guest, Sebastian Lopez, uh, a very good music producer who is putting out a lot of good content, and his new song, Dame Un Break, is on every streaming service you can find, and it is a radio banger. Make sure to check it out. Uh, as usual, I have my, my co-host, Sam, on the show, and we are going to be diving yep. into what Sebastian does and how this career and this platform of creating music has made him new connections and you know made a really good song that's increasing exponentially on on everywhere that you can stream it so we're gonna give you guys a quick uh sneak peek of the song not a sneak peek we're gonna show it to you guys uh the backseat banter way and then once we do that we'll get into the episode but everybody enjoy dame un break See, best that shit crazy. Come on, break. Necesito disfrutar la vida. Vamos a PR. Ay, ay, buena vibra. Aquí todo el mundo mira. Aquí todo el mundo envidia. Aquí todo el mundo opina. Seabass, aka Sebastian Lopez and Fuego. So Sebastian, let us know what went into this song, how you produced it, and was there any collaborative effort with you and Fuego other than, you know, him giving the lyrics or were you guys working on this together? All right. So first off, really excited to be here. Thank you guys for inviting Pleasure, me over. Of course. Pleasure having you. Um, so basically how the song had initially came out is I was writing my own music, actually and I had played the initial guitar riff that you hear there um, in a different key. It was actually about two octaves higher because my voice is a little bit higher than his. So um, mm -hmm. so then, not two octaves, two semitones, my bad. But anyways, so it was like two semitones higher and then I had it for a different song that I had going and honestly, it wasn't very good. <laughs> so then I just kind of had the beat there sitting around for about like a month or two. And then one day, um, 
his actual name is Jan Rivera. So Jan, me and Jan were uh, just on a FaceTime call. Me and him are friends. He's a friend of mine from Texas. Um, for those who don't know, I went to Baylor for two years. Mm -hmm. So then I made a couple of friends over there in Texas and he's from Dallas. So he's one of the connections that I made over there. And yeah, we were just on a FaceTime call and he's like, hey, we should make a song. I'm like, I mean, I'm down, but just send me something. And he's like, what do you mean send me something? I'm like, I've seen this with like Nick Mira and other producers that are online now. They just get acapella sent. I'm like, hey, try to send me an acapella. Just like sing over a YouTube beat and just send me something. We'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. And then once I heard, he sent me a pack about like five different vocals. And at that time, I didn't like like three of them. But then the other two I really enjoyed. One of them we're actually going to release a song eventually. Um probably gonna be like two or three months from now we still don't have a name for it but it's just it's there kind of sitting around mm -hmm. then diamond break happened to be the, his favorite in the pack so i was like hey let me let me take a look at this one last since it's your favorite and then i took it that one a look at that one and then for some reason i heard it going really well with this beat that i had already previously made and yeah so i uh i kind of just plopped his vocals on the beat <laughs> a couple of changes here and there and then Voila, that's that's the song. There you go, right? So this, you're saying that banger of a song started off as a, a completely different vision in your head before it, it eventually metamorphosized into what we're talking oh, about yeah. right now, right? Oh, completely different. Like it's not not even close to what it is now. <laughs> and does that does that happen all the time? Like you make a beat and it's it's good, but you can't really find the words or, or the lyrics to put on it. So you kind of yeah. just sit on it and wait until the right thing comes. I mean, I wouldn't really say that every beat that I make is for me because I'd just be kind of unrealistically because mm -hmm. I'm, I'm more of like a, a pop type of singer, if anything. And these guys are all mm -hmm. rappers and they all like enjoy trap and like reggaeton and like all these different things. So it's like it's different. So it's like every once in a while, I just kind of do some like different kind of stuff and it just works out. Sometimes I'll be listening mm -hmm. to a song and it'll just pop up with a random idea out of nowhere. I can't really explain it too much, but it mm -hmm. just kind of happens. Will we ever see so, a Seabass rap verse? No. <laughs> no? <laughs> so for, for, those right. of you, for those of you guys who don't know, Sebastian is our close friend from back in elementary, middle school days. And, and we've been in touch since and, and, you know, talk all the time. But uh, there's some inside jokes going around and, and you know, so we'll try and keep you informed with the mm -hmm. lingo and the, the language of our, you know, community. We're, we're giving you guys uh, a sneak peek into what we do as people and the conversations we normally have, because this is probably going to be the most normal conversation we've had because we're not interviewing Sebastian. We're just having him on for a conversation to talk about what he does. And I'm, let me tell you, Sebastian, that my own break, I have streamed at least over 50 times i have it on my i have it on my playlists if you guys are listening at home make sure to add it to your playlist right now pause pause this go check it out and then come back to this um it's probably one of the best songs that i've heard released in a while and i'm not even saying that because you're sebastian and you're my friend i really enjoyed this song and it, i listened to it on my car speakers it's very it's mixed well it's produced well I really got to give you credit for actually making a banger. Like I was like, this should be on the radio. No, seriously. <laughs> yeah, this no, deserves to be on the radio. It, it works because, well, Jonathan's from Puerto Rico, so he actually understands yeah, no. what Fuego <laughs> is, is rapping about there. But I don't the words. I don't speak Spanish, and I think it's a good song. So yeah. I, I guess you get the, the gringo seal of approval too, right? <laughs> yeah, appreciate that, man. <laughs> no, definitely, man. No, it's uh, it took me a bit for this one because uh, with mixing and everything in general, um, I kind of honestly learned mixing not too long ago. I I, I spent a good two or three days of just YouTube videos, so about a solid like total of like twenty hours or so, just like mm -hmm. looking up videos and like taking notes. I mean. Y'all on the podcast, listening to the podcast, won't be able to see this, but Jonathan and Sam can see it. I have everything in this little book right here. Mm -hmm. It's just a bunch of notes of mine, basically just pages and pages of notes, just me just kind of rambling on. Okay, what, what do I like? What can I do? What is the steps? This is not all that. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I kind of, what's up? You can't go wrong with YouTube University. 
bro youtube university is sick like honestly i'm going to school obviously but like youtube is sick man it has everything you need legit mm-hmm. like you don't need to pay for all these like crazy classes and like oh mixing and mastering courses online for like a thousand dollars a year or something no, no no you don't have to do any of that literally it's just you go on youtube find your way and then everything just kind of comes along so yeah because some of these classes like only show you a specific aspect on youtube you can go and find what you're looking for specifically because there's a video made maybe a hundred videos maybe more made of it already and you can get different perspectives and and you know a broader sense of what you're doing which obviously worked very well for you because this song let me tell you sebastian it's going Mm -hmm. it's already picking up steam it's got over five thousand downloads and make sure guys i'm telling you go download this song Go add it to your playlists. It is an instant banger. But Sebastian, you got some new work on the horizon too. I want you to, you know, talk about what you're doing a little bit in the future yeah. and, and what's the next step for Seabass Lopez. I mean, for me personally, um, I've kind of been working on a project for a good like two months now. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. let's just say that let's call that moon break the pioneer of this whole entire um project that's the why debut that single first. yeah pretty much so basically if it weren't for diamond break i wouldn't have come up with the rest of this concept so after seeing how well did the whole acapella thing went with jan i kind of went out to like this kind of collective group of friends i have um it's called dreams over everything over there in dallas so they're all working they're all working we're all working together pretty much so mm-hmm. um currently i'm pretty sure i have six or seven songs total on the album but the whole entire point of this album is kind of like a quality control type of vibe to it where it's i'm the producer are the all the artists kind of send me acapellas i'll make a beat over it i'll make them sound sick and that's as simple as it gets pretty much mm-hmm. so um yeah it's either gonna drop next week or the week after that i'm still kind of figuring out one of the mixes so it's taking me a little bit longer than i expected so i mean if for some reason i'm able to drop it this weekend great if i can't then it'll just drop next weekend but it's gonna mm-hmm. be a total of six or seven songs and it's uh, i'm really excited for it that's for sure and what's the difference between making music, like you said, for yourself that just becomes a song for someone else and when you're making it specifically for somebody else's vibe? Like how much of a collaboration is there? Do you talk with them? Do you send them a beat and they say, no, 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 that doesn't fit what I'm trying to go for? Or is it kind of just you handle the beat side of things, they handle the, the word side of things, and then, you know, there's no uh you know interaction in between yeah no i don't know if you're gonna believe me or not but every single time that someone has sent me an acapella and i've sent them the beat back i've never gotten a negative response not mm-hmm. once so it's kind of ridiculous to me because honestly i went from the kid that was like i was making okay beats before about you can even point back to a year and a half ago maybe a year ago and i was mm-hmm. just making all right beats like it was just like it was cool it was nothing like oh my god this is like really good or anything it's just like these are really dope but they're not they're not radio or like radio worthy or just like publicizing worthy at all pretty mm-hmm. much so i was always really hesitant but then after once all of this started getting along i kind of had to take a little bit more time so typically it would take me around like 15 to 20 minutes to make a beat uh, diamond break specifically took me about maybe half an hour 45 minutes just to make the beat but then like the mixing process and everything took me a solid like maybe two three four hours some people it takes days people have different mixing processes i just went for like the most simple one that works for me just so i can get stuff out quick pretty much mm-hmm. um but yeah i mean it, it it's super cool because i don't know man i can't really explain it. it's just it's, it's dope it's definitely you know it's definitely working out so i can't i can't really explain too much behind it yeah so the six or seven songs that you're talking about for the new album uh we still hesitant on the name i'm assuming (laughs) but hopefully we can break that to you guys and when sebastian does drop this album we'd love to have him on again and break down the album and sam and i can do our thing and you know kind of analyze each song and let you know (laughs) our our rankings uh (laughs) And, and are they all in spanish no that's the only spanish song actually that's the only <laughs> one okay yeah. so, you, so you released the, the reggaeton one first yeah so i released that one because i thought it was going to be the one me personally and everyone in the album pretty much kind of agreed to the point that that's going to be like the hit of the album pretty much okay so we kind of like came to the collective idea like okay let's release this one first hype it up a little bit and then once we get to the album 
maybe we have enough traction to the point that people can see more of our music and can have more of an open ear when they actually listen to everything. Gotcha. And traction you got because that song, you released it and it just blew up. Bro, it um, was crazy because actually within the first five days, I only had 200 streams. And I was like, mm-hmm. honestly, I was kind of, I was kind of down because I was like, you know what, man, like this didn't work out as easy as I went. And honestly, I didn't, I didn't have much traction on Instagram or any of that. I don't, I don't, I, I kind of only get a couple hundred views on my stories and like a couple of responses mm-hmm. here and there. And this is like, I was like, man, this isn't as good as I thought. And then all of a sudden one day to the next, like I woke up the following morning and it bumped up from like 200 to like 2,500 within like an hour or two. And I was you just like, added a zero to the end. Basically, man, I was like, <laughs> dude, what just happened? How did that feel when you, when you, when you opened it and you, when you saw the number? <laughs> So, so the, <laughs> this is actually funny the way it happened. So I had woken, I had woken up, I was going on my day, whatever. Let's fast forward to around like 1.30. I had a meeting with my physics professor, but right before that meeting, I had like a five minute conversation with Jan, like talking about like, hey, let's just, mm-hmm. let's push on. You know what? This isn't like the best project that I guess that we could have released. So let's, let's make other music. So we were already conversating about other things, not even knowing what was going on in the side. Mm-hmm. And then literally I got into my physics my physics meeting 15 minutes later i got out of it and i checked my phone just to check how the song was doing and all of a sudden it wasn't like 2000 something like dude what happened like literally <laughs> happened like it, it's kind of changed and and i called him immediately and we were just like freaking out like bro this is insane <laughs> yeah i mean you showed us the analytics a little bit gave us a, a sneak peek of that side yeah and i saw a lot of the plays are actually coming from outside of the united states yeah it, so this song has really gone uh, to, to a certain extent global, right? Because obviously you could say the ones from within the U.S., that's your friends, that's your family, that's people sharing it. When it goes global, there's no way that one of us can can contact a buddy in Spain or France or anything and say, yeah. hey, listen to this song, right? That That's organic growth. Talk about how that, that, that feels. I mean, I like to... Thanks Spotify for the algorithmic process they've got. <laughs> I can't really explain too much for that one either, man. I don't know how Spotify works that much. All I know is that one day it was just United States and Peru. And now it's come to the point where I think I have like over like a thousand five hundred or two thousand streams in just Spain alone. And that's the number one country listening mm-hmm. to my music. So it's like it's ridiculous, man. I I can't explain it right now. But yes. Yeah. So uh, how Spotify works is you you get X amount of views and then they start recommending it to people if the view duration is longer and, and, you know, the the people, they think the people will enjoy it. So Mm -hmm. it's definitely um, the view duration. I'm sure it goes the whole song. It's it's an amazing song and people are loving it. Don't be surprised if it blows up in the next few days even more that that's the thing is that i'm waiting to see how it's gonna happen so like initially for the first couple for the first week with how it works with the spotify for artists account is that you can see like a live count of how like everything's going pretty much mm-hmm. so like i was mm-hmm. constantly i was kind of addicted to it man because i'm not a guy with numbers i, I don't do any of that so i was just mm-hmm. kind of doing my homework and like every like five minutes i check back and like bro there's like 20 30 more strings i'm like dude this is awesome i just keep on like going back and forth like mm-hmm. within every hour and then um so um yeah, I just realized that little by little, uh, it just started growing. It was it was crazy to see how like you, it tells you how many people are listening to your stuff like over the day, and it's like mm-hmm. at no point in the day was it ever zero. It mm-hmm. was it didn't get less than like seven at some like that was like the smallest number I saw throughout the day. Mm-hmm. That was always at like seven, twelve, fifteen, twenty. It was at thirty at one point. It was at fifty at one point. It was like twenty, thirty, forty, twenty. And it just kept on like fluctuating throughout the day, but it was just super cool to see like at every point in the day someone's mm-hmm. listening to your song and it's like insane have you considered reaching yeah, out to like radios native. what's up have you considered reaching out to radios i haven't really looked into it that much i mean i'm definitely that should be the next step i'd say because i'm trying to start look mm-hmm. more into promotion so i was kind of just going through the natural growth part first and then hopefully once i got mm-hmm. that little bit of attraction then maybe i can start submitting into certain things but mm-hmm. i gotta look into that a little bit more because i honestly don't really know how that works either this kind of like i said just came out of nowhere so yeah, I mean, you guys heard the song when we started the pod. Um, th- this definitely belongs on the radio. If you're into that kind of music, even if you're not into that genre of music, you can recognize the talent that went into that, the work that went into that. So you know, you, I- I'm sure that the radio execs will see that too. <laughs> That'd be awesome, man. 
I need yeah. to figure that out after this, actually. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, get him on speed dial. You know, if yeah. you get if you get on the radio, you become more of a household name, which is the goal. And then people search Seabass or Sebastian Lopez, and they'll find your music. They'll find Dame Un Break, and then when the album comes out, mm-hmm. they'll find the album and they'll find the the songs that you produced on that. You might need to change your producer tag for radio, though. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I'll figure that out. But mm-hmm. I mean, for now, like, I, I'm chilling with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not a problem. Yeah. I, I, there's ways around everything. And you have a great song. And, and Fuego, honestly, he killed that song. I mean, yeah. uh, that, that guy has some special. I, I went and checked out some of his other music, too. And, and he's consistent in what he does. So, yeah. uh, Jan, um, Jan's fire. Jan's very good at what he does. Yeah. So you sent me actually another song of his. Uh, you you want to preview that a little bit that you produced? Yeah. So actually, let me explain that one a little bit too. So mm-hmm. that's another mistake beat, by the way. <laughs> it seems like it's a it's a consistent thing with me and Jan. Actually, all of our songs that we've made have been mistake beats, believe it or not. Um, with Jan, what happened with this one is that I was going for a different type of sound. I literally just told him like, dude, mm-hmm. I'm gonna make some like asian induced like weird sample like it was the strangest little thing so i started off with like some flutes and some like urhu and then like a like a glockenclog whatever it's called like it's like all these like weird weird <laughs> instruments and there's like this like balakaka from like russia like it's like all these things that the program has where you can go into like the world mm-hmm. section and these are all presets too like they're all like presets from logic so it's all free stuff and you just go in and you just like kind of play around with the sounds a little bit and then just came out really, really nice. But yeah, so this song is a King In. And basically it's a Spanish English song, both of them actually. So he kind of goes mm-hmm. on with that. And yeah, I mean, this is completely unmixed. So uh, this is just as raw as it gets pretty much. Yeah, so yeah, this so is we're only going to play a snippet then. Yeah, this is just going to be showing like other work of Sebastian and not only Damon Break, which is the song that is out right now, but, you know, some sneak peeks into the future. So let's get right into it. You can instantly hear what, what he was talking about there. Mira, no ronco con ropa ni prenda, yo quiero dinero. Eso para la family, you can be mad at me. Pero en este juego busco respeto. I don't want fame, I was like, damn. Porque antes yo estaba en cero. Y yo llevo mandando fuego. Ahora llaman los bomberos. Mira, no ronco con ropa ni prenda, yo quiero dinero. Eso para la family, you can be mad at me. Pero en este juego busco respeto. I don't want fame, I was like, damn. Porque antes yo estaba en cero. Y yo llevo mandando fuego. Ahora llaman los bomberos. Y'all take the fame, I just want the fortune Out of that clout, shit, swear it's boring I swear to God that it ain't important I'm just in the way I've been scoring Tú no me entiendes, pues yo no entiendo esta gente I just be doing my thing, I'm finna go be a king But right now I'm just a prince, but I'm not in bed like So I'm willing to do anything All of them looking at me like I got the answers, like I got the keys Oh shit, I do, but 99% just wanna understand Gotta leave it in your hands I swear it's just God's plan Mira no ronco con ropa ni prenda Yo quiero dinero, eso pa' la family You can be mad at me, pero en este juego Busco respeto, I don't want fame I was like, damn, porque antes yo estaba En cero y yo llevo So that was a very, very, very Interesting song, Sebastian um, Yeah <laughs> so, so tell us um, More about how that Came into fruition and What was your idea when you know, you were like, let me do this Asian style beat. Let me add some different unique things. And it came out really, really good. Yeah. So yeah, just, just dive into that a little bit. So I was on the, I was on the phone with my buddy Max at the time, another producer I work with, shout out to Max. (laughs) But um, yeah, I was on the phone with him and uh, we were just making samples. Me and him sometimes would just sit hours and hours on end, just like making samples and samples and samples, because really like the easiest thing to do is that when you can make multiple samples in the day, and then like whenever you're on a day where you just feel kind of lazy, you just kind of drag and drop one of those samples into the program and just put drums over and it just sounds dope. Like Mm -hmm. that's as simple as it is. So we were sometimes me and him just kind of sit down and like make a bunch of samples. And that was one of the samples that I had made by myself. 
and then me and him were just kind of like vibing to that one the whole entire time i remember like that one specifically was like the special one of the mm -hmm. bunch that we had made and then uh it kind of got to the point where it was like i think three in the morning for me it this we we made this the other day it was like four days ago five days ago it was like three in the morning mm -hmm. i just had come back from work like an hour before that so um i was super tired but we were both here and like dude i just he, he texted me out of nowhere he's like i just sent you over three sample three sample acapellas i'm like oh man you're really gonna make me stay up right now just because you said that because i i love it when someone sends me something i have to get on it like right then and there so not mm -hmm. i kind of just lose like the creativeness that i have in that moment so i was like you know what i'm gonna listen to this uh, all of the acapellas real quick and believe it or not we made three songs in an hour and a half just because of that how'd you know this was the beat for the song i dude i've listened to a lot of music in my life and a lot of it's generic and a lot of it's very like out of the box, I guess you could say. I'd say mm -hmm. this is kind of like an in-between kind of thing where it's like kind of toward generic when it comes to the drums and like the 808 patterns and everything. But I kind of switched up the 808 pattern a little bit to give it more of a bounce. And then you have the sample, which is like very out of the box. So mm -hmm. it kind of like meshes well together to the point where it's like a middle point and it makes it like weird, but not too weird. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it's unique enough where people haven't heard something similar to that before, but it's familiar enough where you're not giving someone, like, a left hook yeah, while they're definitely. listening to it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. No, I agree with that. So, yeah, so, I mean, it was that and two other songs, which eventually I, I can I can show you all that, too, but right now I didn't have that ready yet. But it's it, it's all coming together, man. It, it was pretty quick. Literally, I just made that beat in, like, 15 minutes, I think. I dragon dropped his vocals on top and it's exactly what you guys have right there <laughs> yeah so you, you said you had some connections uh back from texas and you, you said you were working with a few guys that are helping you with your album and, and letting you know hey this one's a good one hey this one's the the banger release it early um who are those guys and you know what have they done to assist you yeah so um Another shout out to my boys, stream over everything. <laughs> um, basically, DOE uh, is a group that I work with. Uh, when I was going to Baylor, I met a kid that lives across from me. His name was Corey. And uh, Corey and I were just like, just joking around with music for a bit. Like, I remember he came and he was like, bro, I'm a rapper. I'm like, no way, bro. I make beats. And it was like, it was, it was like, we were both really bad at that time too. So it was just funny because like, we like mixed our like, what we could have called talent then not really <laughs> like it was just kind mm -hmm. of like the beginning mm -hmm. so we kind of like mixed up and it was just funny because we made a bunch of songs together and they're all horrible but we all like we look back at them and we're like man these these aren't half bad but they're not mm -hmm. nowhere near what we can make now so it we and him always stayed in close contact and then about a year passed into baylor me being in baylor and uh he just put me in contact with a whole bunch of his buddies in dallas and he mm -hmm. had a whole rap group that he was working with which at the moment they didn't have a name they didn't have anything um they just it was just whatever and yeah i mean it kind of just came along uh we have max jan we have robert we have Raymond, we've got blank we've got ace we've got zay we've got a lot of guys there and it's just really cool because it's me and like two other producers and then all of us are artists at the same time mm -hmm. so it's mm -hmm. like we all like we all like exchange beats with one another like exchange like vocals or exchange anything and it's just it's all free so and, and it's all really good at the same time so i have no complaints with it you know yeah and we were talking about this a little bit before about how you learned how to mix and master basically in a couple of days of just watching youtube videos yeah you haven't had from what i know i mean we've known each other for a long time now you yeah. haven't really had any formal education in this right this is all you just picking it up uh, trying new things seeing what works what doesn't work making a lot of bad stuff and then eventually something good comes out of that once you uh, mess up enough times i mean i remember just like a couple weeks ago you told us like me and jonathan to send you some samples of just random sounds from around the house like clap your hands you know turn on the dishwasher something like that and you you had to challenge yourself to try to make something out of that oh, hold on hold on sam's leaving out the fact that he sent sebastian lopez him flushing the toilet <laughs> he's leaving that out 
Just let yeah. me all know. Uh, there, there was a lot of fun sounds that we tried to <laughs> throw him off with, I made, but I mean, I made a pretty good riser out of that one, actually. <laughs> yeah, uh, that that was definitely a challenge to the sound design. But again, you never really had any formal education in that, so it's kind of incredible. You you, you put air quotes around talent, but it, it's really cool how you've been able to pick these things up as you've gone on without someone sitting down and showing you and you paying a ton of money to figure it out. Yeah, man. I mean, I've always kind of gone through it where it's like, you just got to work with what you got. And it's not to say that I'm, I'm not poor or anything, but I'm not like super wealthy or anything. So I can't be spending money on, you know, on a bunch of this stuff, you know, it's just like, you, you gotta, you gotta make do with what you got yep. and just learn with what you got. And that's it. And then wherever you are now, eventually, if you start, if you're talented, if you, if you got, if you got the, the work ethic, I think work ethic probably beats talent more than anything. And if you've got the work ethic, you'll eventually get, get what you want, regardless that, of what it is. But that mama mentality, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. you gotta, you gotta work hard, work like the best to be the best. Yeah. Um, with that said, Sam brought up sound engineering and, uh, you know, fun stuff. But do you produce some of the sounds on your produced albums or, or do you do different things? Because I want I want to know, more importantly, like what does sound engineering mean to you and do you use it in, in your music? Yeah, so um, how do I put it? So basically, the way sound engineering works is that it's there's different forms of sound engineering. So there's mm-hmm. people that are just like straight mixers. There are people that are just really good at mastering. Mm-hmm. There's people that are really good at just doing vocals. There are people that are just really good at doing drums. Like it's just, it's just, everyone's got their own like focal point, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to sit here saying that I'm like, oh, the amazing or anything. I'm good enough to the point where I can make it sound good, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm not I'm not going to make it sound like a Chris Brown song or anything like that where these guys are getting paid, like, hundreds of thousands of dollars to do what they do. I'm just here with my 2011 MacBook trying to do what I can, you know? In which, in so, which area do you say, because you said people focus on different areas and they're really good. Are you, like, diversified in, in, in multiple or, or do you just stick to, like, drums, drums for I example? I don't focus on anyone specifically, dude. Like for me personally, like you're a jack of all trades. Not really, man. Because like <laughs> I'm good at what I do, but I'm not. I'm not there yet. You know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I, I have to be real with myself to the point where I can say like, yeah, I made I made a really good song. It sounds really good. It sounds really well mixed. Sounds all this stuff, but I can get better. I know I can get better. Mm-hmm. So it's just a matter <clears throat> of me like putting a lot more time like there's these people when i tell you that they're like specialized in what they do like they've been studying mm-hmm. like studying studying in actual schools of music and actual all of this and everything 10 plus years to get to the point that they're at mm-hmm. so it you don't need it but is it definitely something that if you're really good at it that you'll pay it off eventually yeah for sure bro like some of these like is that is that in your future or are you gonna just no, go with no, no, no? I'm, not, I'm not i'm not trying to do mixing dude. <laughs> <laughs> mixing mixing's a science it's it's its own other study man it's just mm-hmm. uh imagine taking mixing like you were like a religion source of like music pretty much like <laughs> it, like you're you're like a catholic and you have to read this like bible of mixing to like get to the point that you need to get to which is like thousands of pages and i i wouldn't be able to do that like it's too much for me yeah I mean, no, I just, you're good, dude. Yeah, I just think it's easier that way because if I'm if I'm able to do like a general mix or like mm-hmm. a general master, it just kind of makes it sound better without me having to make it sound mm-hmm. like an absolute crazy quality, but it's still really good quality. And eventually, you can just outsource that part. Yeah, yeah. I mean, eventually, that's the thing. So I have like different connections that I'm making anyway. So eventually, like with connections and everything, I have people that I uh, have this guy, he uh, does mixing rain. And he actually is part of the dreams over everything group that I'm talking about. He's in Singapore. I have another guy that I'm actually working with right now. He's in England. Um, two guys in England that are doing mixing. Mm-hmm. I have a couple guys in Canada. I have this guy in California. Like it's like, you have all these people that offer you free services when they realize like, Hey, we can make this work out together. Like once your stuff like really stops and starts blowing up, then we can start like splitting money and everything. But for now, let's just like help each other out kind of thing. You know? Mm-hmm. So it's really cool for sure. How do you, how do you make beats? So like going more into not only sound engineering, but you know, do you use the guitar, uh, the MIDI, 
keyboard. Uh, what goes into that? And, you know, in, in songs like this with the flute and, and Dame on Break with the guitar, what, what do you do specifically to, you know, make those beats? So I feel like this after a while of doing production, like, like I said, I've been doing it seriously for about a year, but I've been doing production for about four years now, five mm -hmm. years now. But like seriously, seriously, about a year now. So once you've been doing it for so long, you kind of acquire like this certain ear for music, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. And you're just able to catch certain sounds that not everyone's able to catch. So, and like I said, that's when it comes to, into the effort and the time that you put into it as well. So a lot of times I'll just sit there and I'm like, I hear this vocals. I'm like, okay, this sounds perfect for it. And it's not something that, like I said, I can really explain. It's just kind of like a feeling. Like if it makes mm -hmm. you feel good when you're listening to it, then there's something right about it. You get what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, so it's more of like a, all right, would I listen to this song or would I just like be like, like okay, do I just like hear it? I'm like, ah, it's all right, whatever. <laughs> I'll release it anyways. No, no, no. Like, mm -hmm. If you're not a fan of your song, you're not going to be able to sell your song. Mm -hmm. It's you, the same way. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just the way it works. Dude, and you you really downplay a little bit because you're, you're really humble when it comes to this, but you downplay how much work you put in over the past, what you said, four years, but it's probably been more than that. Because we've been – so many times, like, we're on FaceTime or playing Xbox or something. Oh, and then you're like, all right, hold we... up, hold up, hold up. I'm going to go play the piano for, like, 20 minutes. And then you come back, right? Like, you, you've been doing this for a very long time. You've been grinding, and it's – you enjoy it. That's, Sam, that's the important thing. Three years ago, we were – maybe even four. We were meeting up at the uh, downstairs of your parents' house, and mm -hmm. we were just – making beats outside and by the barbecue and the pool and we were just having fun you know making making things and we weren't making things we were watching sebastian making things yeah. and be like oh that sounds good <laughs> or oh change this we were just giving our constructive criticism but i mean even yeah, even back grinding then, at this for a very long time even back then we we knew that i mean sam and i had tried you know making a few beats every now and then but Nothing came close to mm -hmm. what Sebastian was making. And it was, it was just really interesting. Uh, back then, you were, in, instead of producing, you were also trying to put your uh, voice on the music and, and yeah. you know, sing back then. But you, you did also release um, a, a song prior to this um, where you actually did sing. Tell us, tell us about that song. Yeah. So, Come Back Home. <laughs> <laughs> so... I had initially written, I think I released it. It was like, I can't really remember, to be honest with you. It's, I, I released it about, I'd say, right before COVID started. Mm -hmm. That's when mm -hmm. I released it. Because I remember I remember I was at Baylor and I was by myself in my room for like two months. And, and I was just there just making the song. So it initially happened and started out when I was in my house. I was in my apartment back in Miami and mm -hmm. um, I had no space. So I put all my stuff on a, the bed that's under my sister's bed, which is where I usually stay when I'm over there. And I just took advantage of the time that my sister was like sleeping over at a friend's house or something like that. I think <laughs> it was. So I was like, I can make noise today. <laughs> like, yeah. I just said it to myself. I was like, so I sat down and I made like the very simplistic bass line. Like I added like a weird piano. It was like kind of soothing at the beginning. Like it was like, it was cool. Mm -hmm. And then I let that sit for like about a good seven months because I had released a, sne a sneak peek in my Instagram and like seven months into it, I was like, oh, I should maybe really, really, really like mm. work on this. So yeah, eventually like the way I had initially, initially written the song, I had thought about it in a really sad way like come back home basically like saying like to whoever i love like please come back home in this case home being like my heart or like mm -hmm. by me mm -hmm. pretty much so it, it's a pretty like cringy lovey-dovey kind of like <laughs> song it was my first song you know mm -hmm. that i released so i mean i don't i don't i don't blame myself for that one but uh the mixing was horrible everything was hard like i literally did everything in my power thinking that it was like great but now that mm -hmm. I listen back to it, like my 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 vocals are all muddied up and like the bass is completely overpowering at certain points. The hi hats sound louder than my voice. It's bad. Like it's it's really bad. So it's um, 
it's definitely a good experience to have had that. Mm -hmm. And it was definitely a learning point for me because I thought I was like sick at that point. Like, I thought I was like, man, I'm really making some dope music. Popping, at this yeah. Off. And it, it's also different, right? Working on your own voice because everyone has this little stigma about themselves. Pretty sure even most professional singers, actors, where they don't like their own voice. Everyone yeah. can tell them how great their voice is. You hear the little imperfections of your own voice and no one else will ever pick up on no matter how often they listen. So how is it? Because when you are mixing and mastering, you're listening to the same sample over and over and over again. Is it different working on yourself rather than like Jan's voice where you can just be like, okay, that's, you know, my buddy, I I'm doing this to, to work things out. Is it different working on yourself? I, I just love music man like i just it's just it's just it's just fun like like if mm -hmm. i if i had the opportunity to say like hey you can have a hundred grand a hundred grand right now uh just do online school and just focus full time on music don't have anything else to do in your life i'll just be like man give it give me that opportunity right now like i'll mm -hmm. do it I, I love 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 music man like i want that to be my future obviously i'm going to school for backup mm -hmm. purposes i'm not going to be dumb about the situation either so if i have the opportunity to have good education i'm going to go ahead and do it anyways mm -hmm. but um oh man like it, it's literally no difference because whenever you're writing your own song like yeah it's a little more personal to you and everything i guess that's like the only difference you can really put mm -hmm. onto it but really you're just making music man like imagine like someone sending you something or like you're sitting in the same room with like someone with a piano a bass and a guitar and a drum kid mm -hmm. jamming out like you're having fun that's basically what making beats what making music is, is just, you're just jamming out and you're just really good at jamming out so it, it yeah. comes out <laughs> That's it. So eventually, eventually, when you get really good at jamming out with one another, you make a good song. That's mm -hmm. really all it is at the end of the day. It's not that it takes like a million takes or anything. Um, yeah. It, if you know what you're doing, you know what you're doing. It, it's not that it's going to be on the first try. You rarely hear that. But it'll take like maybe like 10 to 20 tries so it'll get what you want to get. And then once you get mm -hmm. it, you get it. You know, it's like, it's not bad. That's really dope, dude. And I see you have your acoustic guitar there conveniently placed in the background, like a little bit in the shot. How often does that make an appearance in your music or is it all digital? Dude, I bought this guitar chord from Guitar Center like <laughs> eight months ago, I think, or something mm -hmm. like that. Because before that, I would just like record it straight onto the microphone. Mm -hmm. So like the sound quality is completely different, man. Completely different, completely different. And it's just hilarious to see how one moment like piano piano is my main instrument obviously so i mean mm -hmm. from one moment to the next i went from like all piano beats to literally like all guitar beats when i got my guitar growing like once i got really uh -huh. good at guitar i was like dude i'm gonna start playing guitar 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 and everything i was like really heavily influenced at the time with like gunna and like all these other like rappers that use guitars anyway so i was like mm -hmm. man all these beats are sounding sick let me just keep on making guitar beats and then after that i started getting back to like okay, let me use the piano a bit more. Let me use the, the MIDI. Let me try to get some flutes and like different type mm -hmm. of sounds going. Like, let me just diversify a little bit what I can't, what I can do, you know? I was going to say, cause that, that MIDI keyboard is so clutch because it, it's so versatile, right? It, you don't just have to go with one sound. You can have every sound in logic plus all the ones you could download off the internet. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's, it's super good because nowadays it's actually really easy so you can go anywhere like you literally like look up like one shot kits which is like the main thing nowadays and like a mm -hmm. one shot kit can include drums but it can also include like several sounds so like bells or like piano sounds or like all these like different like keys or anything anything cool and literally you, all you have to do is just load it into logic into the sampler mm -hmm. and then you have a brand new sound right in front of you so it's like it's super easy it doesn't take that long either so super cool yeah no this this thing's amazing uh, best investment i've ever made that's for sure yeah what what's in the future then so it, it seems like this is not the end all be all for you right because you, you just put out a great song it's still growing it's still getting traction i just checked on it, it it's even more than when we started talking uh for for this podcast um it, it's really growing you, you got an album coming out what's in the future are we looking at professional studio are we looking at just more collaboration finding more people talking with more people just getting the word out there what's the focus on i mean the goal is man just to 
have a good time, but make money while having a good time, you know, like, and when I say good time, like, I don't mean like how a lot of the people when, when they move out to like an LA or like New York or one of those places, we're just like, bro, let's have a good time. Let me just go party out and like meet, uh, although it's cool. Like, yeah, you can meet people at parties. You can do all these like different connections and everything. It's cool. I'm not really that kind of guy. So for me, like I kind of what my, you love. Yeah. I just kind of like, I let my music speak for myself mm-hmm. for itself. And if it reaches a certain person, then it reaches it. Great. And then eventually if I need to make any kind of connection, I can just do everything through the internet because it's just super easy to do everything through the internet mm-hmm. at this point. And yeah, I mean, I have my goal is to eventually kind of just work from home, have my studio, do my thing, maybe have a basement where I can like have like a full blown studio there. Mm-hmm. Man, I don't really care. I, I, All right, I got a, I got a really fun one for you. This uh, is one of those put it out into the world and see what happens kind of moments. All right. You get to produce a song for any one dream artist. Who would it be? Man. <laughs> That's a hard question. <laughs> for a one dream artist? Man, that's a good question. In terms of what? Are we are we speaking like my favorite artist or are we speaking like what do you think is going to blow you up the most? The song it? that you think would be the best song to like not only blow style. up but represent you as, as an artist man if he was still alive juice bro i'd say juice uh, yeah really good a really good pick i i'd say i'd say that's for me at least i don't know um you can even see it on spotify like i'm not even like a sad guy or anything like i don't like i don't think about those things that much mm-hmm. but juice is just really relatable man like yeah he just kind of puts into perspective what I don't like how people throw around like a lot of the sadness nowadays and like all these like negative content like connotations like everything like literally like you'll just like lose your phone oh my god no I'm 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 done like that's it my life is over like no like you don't have to be like that like relax like it's just I, I feel like he's one of those people that has gone through like what people are trying mm-hmm. to like say that they've gone through so once you have someone that's really going through that stuff and like really putting their emotions out there like that's why everyone loved him like he's a real yeah. guy he and he was yeah, and he was really good at what he did because he wouldn't only just point out the sadness and things. And, and yes, he went through some like terrible things. And unfortunately, we lost him uh, last year. And he wouldn't only point out the sadness. He would show you that there's like another way, like the, the light at the end of the tunnel. And the songs really from start to finish, the way he develops his lyrics, really take you on a journey. Yeah, I and mean that's really important in a, in a good song with juice the way that and i think he or whoever manages his music after he died like he they just did a great job oh yeah it's, because it's just the way that, that like you said his story but it, it goes longer longer to say than just his songs like when mm-hmm. he was initially dropping his his first music like you heard him like he was sad he was like going through a lot this and that and then as like time progressed like he was getting better and then, like, you hear, like, certain songs, like, now, after his passing, and, like, he kind of reached that, like, higher point in life. Like, he was finally getting happy. He was finally, like, getting to that point. And mm-hmm. then that happens, you know? Yeah. Tragedy. Yeah. But, I mean, and, and, and he and he puts good messages out in his newer songs, too, where it's kind of, like, saying, like, hey, all the drugs and all everything that I've been taking, like, I wouldn't be here if it weren't for it. But at the same time, I won't be here one day because of it kind of thing. So, like, he'll 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 put perspective into a lot of things where it's like man i do all this but just don't follow the same path like you can do mm-hmm. better with what you've got and you can reach the same place that i'm at just do you do what Yo, you got have it. have you listening to legends after he passed away yeah. i got chills yeah i got chills you even said that, that song I, what what's the 27 club we ain't making it past 21 yeah. that's yeah he he says it himself there and it's not to say that uh, obviously uh, it's it was kind of dumb the way that he went away i'm not gonna say it was like oh my god like he didn't it's not his fault it is his fault at the end of the day but i mean at the same time like he made such a positive impact in what the music industry is and like everything in general that and overall he was just a good guy he just didn't know he was he just made a kid move at that moment and then it just didn't really work out for him obviously Mm -hmm. so I mean, but all respects to Juice, obviously. One of the best creators of this generation. Uh, we, I was thinking about it one day, like who is 
the best creator of this generation. Like, I'm not talking about like Kanye and Jay-Z. That's, that's generations past. We're talking about the new age of music. And I was, I was like yeah, the SoundCloud music, yeah. the the TikTok music, that 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 generation. I was like, is it is it Post Malone? No, he's not better than Juice. I was I was just like comparing a bunch of guys to Juice World, and I couldn't find anybody better than him. Not yeah. not even Travis Scott. Like Juice Juice World, on a different level, different type of music, but on a different level. I'd say that my favorite artists are always those who talk personally to themselves, or like just kind of mm-hmm. like it's not even exploiting their own life but they're just like an open book you know so it's like they talk about themselves so you hear like juice i, I my personal one of my personal favorites big sean like mm-hmm. he's mm-hmm. just he is not it's not that he's huge or anything but for me it's just he's a lyrical mastermind in my opinion man like that man can make anything like a very serious topic and he'll make it sound fire like it's yeah. just mm-hmm. uh, and you'll go to like someone like drake he'll get a really serious topic if he really needs to and he'll make it sound fire but it's Mm -hmm. because these guys know what they're doing they know how to put songs together they know how to make certain lyrics form in a certain direction and they'll basically just ace it every single time Mm -hmm. they're just that good so i have uh, yeah so earlier this this might be something fun too you said maybe making a basement where you can make a studio um (laughs) What, what are your studio essentials? If you were to, to make a studio in your basement right now, uh, what would you need? What would you put in there? And, you know, what would you personal spin, you know, decoration or something to make it your own? This is exactly what I have now. I'll just have the same thing, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, it's not even to say that, like, it's what I have is, like, top, top tier. No, no, no. Like, my, my, my stuff doesn't cost that much. It really doesn't. Like, I've seen people spend... 20 times 30 times the amount that i'm spending and they're not getting any results and it's because at the end of the day you don't need like literally i've watched so many videos when you see all these producers whether it's zaytoven tm88 uh london on the track Mm -hmm. all these all these people like they're like really really good 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 producers and they all repeat it and they will all praise the same exact thing the only thing you need to start with producing is a keyboard a daw and headphones and what i mean by keyboard is literally your computer you don't need mm-hmm. an, an, a MIDI. You don't need speakers. You don't need an audio interface. You don't need a fancy mic. You don't need any of that. Mm-hmm. Literally, all you need to mix and like make beats and like doing all this stuff is literally just that. And if you can make it work with that, you can make it work with anything. So yeah, everything it, on top of that is just like the cherry on top, right? Yeah, it's just to much. polish it. It's to make it uh, just and, and a lot of the tweaks really like the the casual listener probably won't even notice it's more of the yeah. the studio nerds who would yeah, be the, like no 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 you got to tweak that a little and, th- and that's why i'm saying that that like a lot of people won't catch when i'm saying when i do like a quick mix or like a quick master in one of my songs mm-hmm. it's like i could show this to other producers like i would show it to my the guy that i work with in singapore that i was telling you about mm-hmm. he's like mm-hmm. Dude, the mix is actually really good and it masks some of the things that a lot of us would recognize, but literally like the 99% of the world will not realize pretty mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, exactly what I needed to do because I need to save time. I need to save money. Mm-hmm. I don't have stuff for all these fancy plugins and everything that all these people have. I don't have any of that. So I got to work with what I got and just go full, full roll ahead, you know, just just keep going with it and yeah like i said for like so basically i just have the same exact thing if it were in like that basement studio or anything i just kind of upgrade everything of anything maybe yeah. but mm-hmm. like literally it would be the same materials just me my computer my speakers my mic my keyboard my headphones maybe soundproof the room or something oh yeah no i definitely soundproof the room okay maybe all right cool that's all that's right. the one that's edition. The edition that's the one edition. <laughs> there we go that, you, you you got me on that one <laughs> That's the one addition that I'd have. And then, actually, I'm actually really interested in I have a record player at home that mm-hmm. I bought from my dad. But I'm always really interested to see, like, I'll just get, like, my own record player one day. That way yep. I can start sampling from, like, old jazz mm-hmm. tracks and stuff like that, which that's I awesome. like, super cool. Uh, that's definitely further in the plans. But uh, we'll see how that goes. Do you sample from anything else? I, I Old jazz tracks, like, that's crazy. But um, you don't you don't sample at all? I like I said, this is something new to me because mm-hmm. I was always super against it. Like when I first started, I was like, dude, the last thing I want to do is get copyright strike or struck mm-hmm. or like get anything that can alter my like 
my positivity right now. Like I'm yeah. going mm-hmm. upward. So the last thing I need is that. So what I'm going to do now is work on my creativeness, work on this, work on everything. And then afterwards I can focus on sampling and all these other things. But for now, I just need to make my own stuff and like really, mm-hmm. really focus on what I got to do. So know? every single thing that you guys heard in, in Damian Break and King Ing, is that is that yeah. the right way? Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, 100% original. That's all. Everything. Everything's head And not not um, sampled from anything else. That, that's really? That's great like like i said like the sounds and stuff like that that you get online obviously like mm-hmm. that's just normal i guess you know how else are you supposed to get all these sounds but mm-hmm. i mean besides that like the melodies of way that the hi-hats roll or like the kicks or the 808s or like the patterns all these things on there so that's all me can you remember define- when you get a daw you have the license to use those sounds yeah, so it doesn't yeah. exactly so like yeah. everyone has those sounds so it's not that i'm copying it off of anyone like everyone has them so it's really just using them up that's it how do you how do you define your vibe like if you had a way to define it i know that's a difficult question because you you said you diversify in your vibe but if you could put it in the easiest terms like how can somebody maybe from an outsider's perspective look in on you and say oh he makes this kind of music or his music is this kind of vibe i just say relatable man like it sounds weird. Like you're like, how how the heck does relatable sound? Because, <laughs> mm-hmm. but it's exactly that. Like the di- diversification of like what I do, pretty much is like it's just relatable to every artist. So, I can mm-hmm. grab a trap beat, alter it a little bit, and it'll fit a reggaeton beat. I can mm-hmm. alter mm-hmm. that same reggaeton beat and make it like a super soothing like ballad if I needed to as well. Like it's just a matter of me like grabbing the sounds altering them in a certain way just changing up the bpm here and there and that's it like it's super Mm -hmm. easy so it's like the way i go about making beats i just say it's just very laid back it's not really like i'm putting like a a ton of effort or this is not like i've already put all the effort i need to put now it's just kind of like making this stuff you know it's just kind of going in there doing my thing and that's it that's about it all right so we are nearing the end of this conversation, but I, I am honestly, you know, I, I don't want to say proud because, you know, you're my brother, but you, you really put out a radio banger. I'm super excited to listen to the upcoming album and we will be posting on our, on our story, on our Instagram at Backseat Banter anytime Sebastian comes out with a new song because we are big fans of, of your work over here at Backseat Panther. I, I speak for myself and Sam included. We were talking about the song uh, together yesterday and the day before, and we were like, this is probably one of the best works we've seen come out of uh, your arsenal because, you know, we've we've been following you since the beginning, really, since yeah. <laughs> you were, since back in the day when, you know, we were in school and you were singing projects and, and doing all that stuff. But um yeah i mean yeah about that (laughs) (laughs) yeah so we we've we've been there since the beginning and you know we're really rooting for you we hope you succeed in this industry we hope you pioneer a new wave uh that your vibe is relatable not only to the people that you're producing the tracks for but the people listening to it as well and you know really get in touch with your audience and, and your fans. So we, we, we really commend you for what you're doing and, you know, keep up the good work, Sebastian. Appreciate it, man. Thank you guys. Yeah, no, th- thank you for coming on the show. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Make sure everybody to go stream Dame Un Break by Sebastian and Fuego right now on Spotify. Go stream it. <laughs> streaming service. It's wherever you can find it. It's there. Um, really, really good song. You guys heard uh, the song earlier in this episode. But, you know, this, this song's blowing up, and you, you might as well be on, on the sea bass wave before, before the train, you know. Yeah, get off. on it before uh, people say you got on the bandwagon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't, no, 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 no one's getting on the bandwagon. Just help me out, guys. <laughs> help me out. Help me out. <laughs> That's it. Um, yeah, so, you know, go check him out. He, he's doing really cool stuff. We'll get him on once the album comes out, uh, maybe before to hype it up a little bit once it's finalized. But Sebastian's doing great things over there. And, you know, we're, we're proud of you over here. So keep it up. Uh, you, Sam, uh, great conversation again. Sebastian, thank you for joining us. 
This has been another episode of Backseat Banter. Thank you for tuning in. We out.